Now, from the University of Okaboji, it's Okaboji Broadcast with Jeff Thee. Welcome to Okaboji Broadcast, everybody. I'm Jeff Thee. So glad to have in the uh, man land here with me today is the state representative, John Wills. And I was going to say of the, uh, well, you are of the first uh, Iowa Legislature District right now, John. Yep. But uh, uh, won't be long. And uh, I wanted to talk about, you know, first, and welcome, first of all. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm babbling again, John. This is what <laughs> I do. But uh, redistricting, of course, with every census, every 10 years, things get shifted around even down to the local level. Yeah. But uh, it came about and it was delayed with COVID and blah, blah, blah this year. And then you guys got a first map to, to look at, and that was passed over a second one and seemed to be more to everybody's liking. Right. Yeah, actually, uh, the, the system worked, uh, which is really a great thing. It's a yeah. gold star system for the nation, I believe. Um, and so we, we, the census data is supposed to be out like March 1st. We didn't get it till August 12th. <laughs> yeah. And so that put a wrench in our, in our whole plan because by law, we have to have redistricting done by September 15th right. or the Supreme Court takes it up. Now, this was a delay to the census, by the Census Bureau to no fault of their own. It was a COVID right. delay. And the Supreme Court saw through that and said, all right, because of that, we're going to allow the legislature to do their job. But we're only going to give them until December 1st <laughs> to do their job. And so for each uh, map that they draw, it takes about 45 days to draw it, seven days of comment. And so um, you could have some serious time just with the, every map that's drawn. Sure. Now, they were, it took them 45 days to draw the first map. The Senate, uh, it was a really good map for the Iowa House Republicans. Right. Uh, in fact, um, just to kind of tell you how good it was, Donald Trump won 63 out of 100 of those seats in the first map. Yeah. And so it was really good. Sure. And we're like, oh, this is awesome, you know. Uh, we wanted to take that first one anyway because it wasn't bad, okay. except for there was a few problems. You know, you got Congressman Feenstra's uh, seat was huge. It was like, and, and compact compactness is supposed to be a reason yeah. uh, that they're supposed to follow. Uh, there was a couple of Senate seats that were weird. There was a, a figure eight seat, two Senate seats in the middle, and then a figure eight around. Uh, okay. That's not compact, and yeah. that's... So there were some flaws with it. The Senate chose to reject it. Um, and then we, we got the second map. Now, they were able to draw the second map in 25 days, which theoretically we, we could have gone to the third seat. Um, and the second map wasn't quite as good uh, for the Iowa House Republicans. I don't know what the Senate, you know, they, they figured their own stuff. Right, right. Uh, but Donald Trump won 59 seats of the um, 100 seats for the second map. Sure. Uh, but we're not. We can't. We can't pull that into you know how we figure or how, how we're going to vote. Yeah. We have to base it on population, based on compactness, and a few other things that is, is very complex. But yeah. the second map technically met all the requirements, all the legal requirements. The fact that it didn't meet our political requirement was, yeah, you know, that's for off not, to the side. Yeah, that's not that's not a consideration. And so right. we we uh, basically had to take the second map. Um, I wouldn't have minded going to the third map if we if we could have um, because of a flaw or because of... Now, there was a couple technical things that uh, were able to be corrected through a technical amendment. 
um, they left the city of uh, Algona out or something. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so I grew up there. <laughs> the whole city is just not included in the voting. Uh, but we we correct we could do a corrective amendment okay. in a second map, and that's what happened. Uh, but otherwise, uh, so we voted on it. I think it, it was uh, a one one no vote in the Iowa House, one no vote in the Iowa Senate, and uh, so a very bi bipartisan. <laughs> and uh, you know, we're, we're going to go for it. And so since then, I've said, you know, I, I'm not done doing what I'm doing, and I'd like to run for another term in this new district. And so my old district ran from Dickinson County all the way to the South Dakota border, right. Lyon, Osceola County, and most of Dickinson County. And now we're going to just go the exact opposite direction. And so it's all of Dickinson County, uh, part of Clay, all of Palo Alto, and then the southwest corner of uh, Kasuth. So head east, young man. Head east, young man. And so and uh, so I'm at first I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss so many great friends that I've made over the seven years, uh, people that I've met that I never knew before. Yeah. It's gonna you know I'm gonna miss those folks. And then I'm like, you know, this is an opportunity. I'm going to meet new friends and yeah. new, you know, new constituents and new people. And, and uh, so this is going to be really fun. I'm going to look forward to it as a fun uh, thing and getting out and see people that I know, know I've never met before yeah. and kind of getting their thoughts and ideas. And, and maybe, you know, we'll see what goes. Yeah. Well, and, you know, every area has got kind of its... You'll see similar issues, but, you know, kind of like the Iowa Great Lakes is unique to itself with water right. quality and tourism and and things that aren't necessarily, especially tourism, going to other areas they're not as concerned with. Right, right. And so, yeah, you became so accustomed to some of the needs and wants of people in, in Lyon and Osceola. Now, you right. probably, you might find out a whole different, uh, maybe not set of issues, but... Uh, um, an importance in different levels uh, right. to other people. Yeah, you you go from here, Dickinson County, that has tourism to Osceola and Lyon that are heavily animal agriculture, and you know just uh, really just a microcosm of Lyon County has the most hog barns probably in anywhere else in the state. Right. Whereas this new district. I know that does have animal agriculture. It does have agriculture, but I don't think it's as as intensive. Uh, animal agriculture as yeah. what Lyon County is, for example. And so there's going to be new challenges, new things, uh, maybe some new industries. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm really excited and interested to uh, get to know some of those things. And how about changing demographics where I, I know that, uh, you know, Lyon County in particular, pretty red county, right. you know, uh, yep. as you go, eat, do you, is it more of a split? Do you know, kind of uh, going yeah. for re-election, what you're going to be looking at? Yeah, I don't know all the, I'm not a I'm a I'm a political geek, I guess I could say, <laughs> but I'm not so political a geek that I understand all this stuff. Yeah. But um, Lyon County is a plus 32 county, which means that it has plus 32 re leaning towards the Republican. This new district is plus 26. So I've lost uh, some of that conservative base, but not quite as much as what one would have thought. Um, so interested to hear some of those perspectives and thoughts as well but Lyon County is the most perspective most conservative county in the state uh, by far I think uh, voted for Donald Trump 84 yeah. percent almost nothing <laughs> to Joe Biden uh, which certainly helped you <clears throat> right you know yeah. uh, having such a strong Republican base in that county yep well and I spout all these things about what leans you know towards Donald Trump or Donald Trump won 59 of these new precincts uh, new new uh, districts, 
uh, that's just an indicator. That's an indicator of where the people in that county or that district now currently yeah. uh, think and reside. And so, um, of course, that could change almost just like it did in Virginia. Yes. Uh, look at the Virginia governor's race. Uh, and it has to do with how people are doing. Exactly, yeah. Mm. So it could change in an eight-month period. <laughs> you know, I, I remember a quote from Ronald Reagan from many years ago, but he said, people always vote their pocketbook. Right, yep. And very true. When the price of milk, gas, everything uh, is going up, people start, all right, what do we need to do here? Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's exactly the way it should be. You know, if, if you're not happy with the way things are, then it's time to get somebody new to represent that's you. Right. And, and uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that I, as a legislator, or maybe a congressman Feenstra as a congressman, we can't, we can't influence the way people spend, or we can't, but we can sure set up the the system for success yes uh so uh, so many p people say well just change this and this and we'll have a booming economy well i'm a, i'm kind of the opposite and saying you know if we reduce regulation if we set people up to allow them to succeed they will yeah. um of course we always we do have cycles as well yeah. and so we've not seen a down cycle for quite some time um but uh, hopefully we don't see one in my lifetime yeah we probably will uh, but uh we just need to be prepared for those kind of things and, right. and go from there. Uh, do a lot of the um, legislators, are they dealing with, like I know, you know, Megan Jones was uh, part of Dickinson. Now you've got all of Dickinson. And I, I know there was some that, and someone's going to not run again because um, right. everything was so close together. Yeah, so Megan got actually combined with Gary Worthen. She got pushed to the south. Um, so she has part of Clay County. Uh, Buena Vista, and some, I, I don't know exactly yeah, where, right. but her and Gary Worthen got put together, and, and Gary was kind of already at the point where he was going to retire, and so he actually announced his retirement yesterday, yeah. or Friday, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. and uh, I think Megan's going to announce today, so um, by the time people see this on on online, uh, hopefully she's already announced, <laughs> because I don't want to be the one to put it out for her. <laughs> that would have been my guess anyway, that Megan was going to run again, so, right. and you as well, uh, yeah. so, uh, and it'll be a big year next year, you know, we'll have, uh, it's midterms, uh, which means and our governor will be running again, and, right, right. and of course, congressional, and, and uh, state house, and a lot of senate seats, so uh, it'll be, like, this one was kind of quiet uh, here right. this past week, but uh, it'll be all about uh, November next year. You know, it's interesting you say that. This was, an, this was a quiet election, although when I went to vote uh, for the school board elections, um, there, were, there were like people, I, I waited for five minutes before I could vote, uh, which is unusual. And so then when you get the, uh, you get the Secretary of State numbers, over 400,000 people voted in this election, which is a record. Yeah. Uh, 2000 uh, the last off-year election, 2019, was a record at 388,000 people. This one was over four, four, 400,000. I, I can't remember the exact number. Right. Uh, so exactly the opposite of what the uh, Democrats said would happen, that we were stifling the vote and we were with our, you know, our election changes where we're saying we need to, we need to make our elections safe and, uh, and uh, har hard to cheat but easy to vote. Yeah. And what we had happen and what we've seen is that more, more people are going out and voting and casting their votes than, than ever before. Yep. And so it's really kind of neat to see that uh, we're having that kind well, of uh, situation. And that's what we want. We want people to get out and vote and feel confident that their vote was counted. Exactly. And, and, uh, 
um, a way that uh, we know is the right outcome. Mm-hmm. You're so, right. Yeah. So, well, wonderful. And congratulations on uh, your candidacy once thank, again. Thank you. It's going to be a, it's always a fun year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for informing us on the redistricting and, and how yours is going to change. And, of course, your candidacy once again. And just thanks for taking time with me. I know you'll be busy uh, leading up here to January and get the legislature going again. You bet. It's going to be a fun year. And, and so we've got a $1.2 billion surplus projected to have another billion surplus next year. And so we're really, uh, you know, those are kind of the fun years where you get a really kind of decide what uh, what are the priorities, what are not, not the priorities. Uh, one of my personal priorities is that we need to look at some tax uh, tax reform because when we're collecting a billion dollars of excess taxpayer dollars, right. we don't need to just go spend it. Yeah. We need to send that back to the taxpayer and make sure that they're being able to use their hard-earned dollars because I don't want to match our spending to what we're over-collecting. Right. Uh, that's that's wrong. That's wrong use of, of taxpayer mm-hmm. dollars. Like if you ran it like a business, uh, if you had just an extremely good year, uh, you wouldn't get out your checkbook and go, let's spend it all. All right. <laughs> you plan you, for the future. You might do that. You might take care of your employees or you might lower your prices to entice yeah, right. more, more customers. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. All right, my friend, as always, thank you for coming in here. Thank you very much. Absolutely. State Representative John Wills here with us today. We want to thank him for taking time with us, of course, his service to our area. And thank you for watching us right here on Okaboji Broadcast. Okaboji Broadcast from the studios at Historic Arnold's Park Amusement Park is brought to you in part by the headquarters of the University of Okaboji is at the Three Suns, open Monday through Saturday 10 to 5 and Sunday from 10 to 4. The Scott Troutman State Farm Agency in Spirit Lake. Quest Wealth Management, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, advisor Jan Spielman, AJ Spielman, and Erica Wachholz. Duckies Marine and Motorsports Repair in Spirit Lake. Bank Midwest, Dream Big, Plan Wisely, Live Well. Lakes Regional Healthcare and Avera Partner. Ruthven Locker at the Lake, where carnivores are welcome on Hill Avenue in Spirit Lake. Beck Engineering in Spirit Lake. V Radiant Laser Skin Studio in the Okaboji Plaza in Okaboji. 